0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. What's up, Iowa?
1: (laughs) What's up, Iowa?
0: Hey, we are heading to Maryland this week. How do we feel about a Friday game?
1: It kind of remind I mean, you can't say it doesn't remind you about high school, Friday night lights. Mm. You covered a few of those games.
0: Yeah, I did. Um, I don't like it. I don't I don't like that it's on a Friday. You
1: don't know, like that the college game is on a Friday. No. This I've, is the second one the Maryland's played.
0: I know. That's so weird. And it's under the lights, which is like um it's eight PM their time, right?
1: Is it at it's at seven PM? Yeah. Yeah, so eight PM out there.
0: Weird. That's kinda late. That's so, really late. So that's that, would,
1: that makes for a very long day.
0: That could go like eleven PM right?
1: Yeah. 11, That's Three, three and a half hours.
0: crazy. Crazy, crazy. Make for a long day. So, so when would you think they start like their stuff, you know?
1: Well, like for our night games, we would get up and do like, we'd have to go down to breakfast. Um, well, so we travel on Thursday, stay the night, wake up Friday morning, uh, do breakfast. And then, um, You'd kind of hang out and basically watch College Game Day and some of the other games until later on in the day. And then you do your meetings, probably. You might do your meetings in the morning, um, late morning. Go back up to your room, come back down for lunch, go back up to your room. And then you have your pregame meal four hours prior to game time. And then you leave for the stadium, which Maryland's locker room is about the size of our closet. Really? It's pretty small.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm not surprised. Okay, Maryland's locker room or Northwestern's locker room? Which one's better?
1: They're all bad.
0: You have to say, which one's better?
1: We had more success at Northwestern, so I'll say Northwestern. But, I mean, there aren't many away locker rooms that are good.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, they do that on purpose, right?
1: Right. I mean, just like ours is pink.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Play mind games.
0: But it's not that, like, junky, is it? I mean, I've never like, seen the pink locker room in person. Really? Ever in my life.
1: That's sad. I know. That's it's kinda surprising
0: lot. now that I think about it.
1: That's very I feel like I feel like we need to change that.
0: Okay. Um there's
1: definitely ample space in there.
0: Yeah. Not at Northwestern though. No. I can imagine that. There's not ample space anywhere.
1: Iowa State's locker room isn't terrible. Really? If you've got ample space. Except when it got raided in like twenty 15, 2013. Like, Was your stuff in there? Well, yeah. Like, people, there were like fans that got in there and like took our stuff.
0: Did any of your stuff get stolen?
1: My personal items? No. That's nice. I didn't bring anything. <laughs> it's not I, I surprising. Had, right? I had me.
0: <laughs> not surprising at all. Okay. Let's talk about Maryland. So I'm going to go back all the way to, because, you know, I like to just pick a little something interesting out about the teams. Jersey colors, mascot history, the list goes on. Sure, Um, Big Ten media days, 2021. So I actually wasn't there, but um, I was reading up on Loxley. I really like his last name, by the way. Um, Their head coach was um, talking about like their mantra for this year. And the mantra is no BCEs. Do you know what that means? I don't. Okay. We're going to have to put explicit on this. Oh no! I know, no bitching, no complaining, no excuses. That's their team mantra for this year. Wow! Yeah, and he said that it just basically comes off of a pandemic-riddled 2020 season. Yeah, 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 yeah. All these things, and well, they started off four and zero. How you can't make excuses, and I don't know, their team's really buying into it. And then, uh, so then, I was actually reading a quote from Dante Demas Jr. Um, One of their wide receivers, and he said before, so before this year, yeah, 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 um, that there were no BCEs and no TBIAs. Do you know what TBIAs is?
1: I I don't.
0: Okay. The best is ahead. So their kind of mantra or what they're sticking with this year is um, no bitching, no complaining, no excuses. And the best is ahead. It's kind of cool.
1: Well, that's like I said, it's working out for them. I guess. Thus far.
0: I know two undefeated teams until they run into the Hawkeyes. Okay, <laughs> that was so dorky. Why'd you say it like that?
1: <laughs> That's the point.
0: Okay, um, two undefeated teams up against each other this Friday night, seven p.m. Central Time, eight p.m. Eastern Time. Took me a second.
1: <laughs> Numbers. <laughs>
0: They'll get you every number. time. <laughs> um, I don't know. What are we thinking? Do we come out of this one? What's Maryland? Have you played at Maryland? Yeah, 20, yeah, you were talking about the duh.
1: Well, 2014 was the only time I played there and we lost. We were up I think 14 nothing and then ended up losing.
0: Is it a hard place to play? Do they have a home field advantage?
1: I would it's not a it's not a stadium that like I write home about being like, "Oh, thank goodness I played at Maryland." Mm. You know, it's not like it's that kind of encapsulating.
0: Yeah. That doesn't answer my question. Do they have a home field advantage?
1: I mean, every team has a, I shouldn't say that, like Northwestern doesn't, <laughs> Purdue, Purdue doesn't. doesn't. Um, I mean, they, they they got fans that turn out and being that they're 4-0, I'm assuming they're going to have a few more fans than normal.
0: Well, I guess we will see what a night game with the Terrapins is like. Where are they? Where, what's, the, uh, what's the city that it's located in? Do you know? You don't know?
1: I, I don't. Oh my
0: <laughs> gosh. These are things you should know things that i should know you should know I'm (laughs) i'm
1: analyzing the plays
0: okay you're supposed
1: to get the background
0: analyzing plays great segue what do you got for me i know you watched which games did you watch you watched the illinois game which okay correct me if i'm wrong they had to come back in that game right they did okay take me through it take me through what you saw
1: well illinois had quite a few opportunities to win the game early on first quarter they get a field goal blocked um I mean, chip shot probably like 20-some yards. And so that obviously doesn't start right. And I think your probability of winning a game with a blocked punt or a blocked field goal goes up exponentially if you're able to do that. Um, So obviously that played in Maryland's favor. But then kind of throughout the game, he gets to 17-10 with three minutes left. Maryland scores a touchdown. And then Illinois, they get third and 28. So a ton of penalties – Ends up third and 28, and Brandon Peters is looking downfield, trying to make a play, throws it to the center, (laughs) who is lit to catch the ball, turns upfield. On purpose? Well, he was running for his life, and so he just saw, oh, that's the color of my team, threw it to the center. The center (laughs) caught it, starts running upfield. (laughs) Oh, my god. He gets like six or seven yards, and then he gets tackled, and as he's getting up, he's got his palms up like, what else was I supposed to do? Like, of course I'm going to run it. They end up having to punt, shank the punt. Maryland goes down and kicks the game-winning field goal.
0: Stop it! Wild that's, ending. That's funny.
1: I, I mean, anytime I see a big man with the ball, I feel like he has to score. <laughs> like you know, he's waited his entire life for that moment. He's going to try and score. He's
0: not even mad that that they lost. <laughs> he's just like,
1: you got, hey, I caught it. How many catches you got this year? Mm -hmm. He's he's talking smack to the other O-linemen. Yep. How many catches you got? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) I remember when I had zero catches.
0: That's hilarious. So. I actually really like that story. Okay.
1: Surprise cheese.
0: (laughs) You have to segue into it.
1: You don't have to. Oh, because it was a surprise? Surprise cheese.
0: Okay. Well, I actually got a box of surprise cheese today. Yes.
1: Did you know the type of cheeses?
0: Um, No, I didn't. That's what makes it so fun, though, because it's always something different. And um, I got three different ones this time. And although I don't know what they are, they send these nice little cards that explain what they are. And um, they were delicious. Once again, just um, fantastic. We're going out of town. And if I didn't care what people thought on the airplane, I'd probably take them with me. Um, and if you're new here this is from galena river wine and cheese it is a lovely wine and cheese shop amongst other things that they sell there in galena iowa um you can have cheese shipped directly to your front door with the cheese of the month club or you can just go order whatever you want on there too
1: i'd be curious if anybody took up your offer last time or your idea last time with the charcuterie
0: boards to take it to a tailgate there's still time plenty of season left go to Galena River Wine and com and order yours today. You'll be the hero of the tailgate. Okay. So Maryland opened up their season playing West Virginia and you went back and watched that game today too. What do you got?
1: Well, I always start with the Big Ten. If I can, I'd like to start with the big Ten team because typically they play similar offenses that we do. West Virginia doesn't play a pro style, like they don't have a fullback which is always kind of tough when you're trying to break down how teams are going to play against you when um, they don't look the same. But West Virginia had a ton of big plays, as did Maryland. I mean, it was 21-20 at the end of the first half. Um, just a lot of deep passes, runs, kickoff returns that were 108 yards and didn't score. I would hate to run that far <laughs> and not get in the end zone. What? Um there were and there was another big time kickoff return. He got out across midfield or something and then stepped out on his own. Oh, man. Tough. Um <laughs> but then same guy. Same guy. Ugh. Same guy.
0: Shoot. Okay. <laughs> At
1: least I think it was the same guy. Um, but there were a lot of different opportunities there for West Virginia as well. But um Maryland won the turnover battle, which has kind of been their MO so far. They didn't turn the ball over until their game against Illinois, which was their third game. So well,
0: they've got they've got a pretty decent defense.
1: Yeah, they they got uh, Eighth around. in the
0: nation, scoring defense. Is that it, right? It I wouldn't surprise me. We're ranked third. I think they're rank, ranked eighth.
1: So defense. it could be a pretty good defensive battle. I think the over-under is somewhere around 47 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's total. For those of you that don't bet, an over-under for the total amount of points is between the two teams, if it would be 47 points. So let's say 24-23, that's 47 points. You'd hit the under in that instance. Gotcha. Um. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, West Virginia, it, there were just so many big plays back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And then with nine minutes left, it was still 21-20. So they did all their scoring early, didn't score again until the fourth quarter. And then West, um, Maryland kind of ran away with it, ended up winning 30-21. to 21, Or 30-24, to 24, actually. West okay. Virginia did get one more field goal.
0: What was the score of the Illinois-Maryland
1: game? 20-17 with the walk-off field goal.
0: So have they had any like really impressive wins?
1: They've had blowouts and it was like 63 to zero. But oh. I'm not watching that game.
0: So I was listening to the like Maryland Terrapins SB Nation podcast today, just as like a little bit of recon. Like, oh, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> I have no idea who the hosts are. They did a fine job. It sounded nice. Good deal. Um, I think it was two guys and a girl, but I don't know if there was like a running back battle. To be honest, I didn't really look that far into it, but they were having a pretty in-depth conversation about like, yeah, I think that Teon Fleet Davis has really um, you know, solidified his his role as the main running back. So, interesting point He there.
1: does come up a lot on film.
0: Yeah. And they've got one really good wide receiver, right?
1: The uh the guy that oh, no, I forgot the the best is ahead. TBIAs. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> uh Dante Demus Jr. Yeah, yeah. He plays he plays a lot, and he plays really well.
0: Okay, so who's going to be who's going to be instrumental in stopping him?
1: I don't think we're going to have anybody shadow him. Mm-hmm. I, usually, we're a field and boundary corner kind of uh, team. What I mean by that is we have one corner that plays to the field. So, let's say the ball's on the left hash. Um, normally, we have the same guy in the boundary every single time. So, the short side of the field. One corner goes over there. Typically, it's your stronger corner who plays a lot of press, not as much zone. And sometimes we can go right and left corner. So the entire way down the field, they just play on the same side of the field, which is a little bit easier on cornerbacks. So that way they don't have to think about, you know, what side of the field am I on and versus how they spin, how they might do a zone read, how they might do their steps, baseball turn, all that kind of like little technique stuff. If they do it the same way the entire drive, they don't have to think about it if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. It's very so, nice. Very nice of our uh, <laughs> Coach Parker to do that for them. So,
1: I mean, it's, I don't think we're going to have anybody really shadow him, but I feel confident on both sides, whether it's Riley Moss or Matt Hankins, that if they line over the top, I, I feel like they're going to get the job done.
0: Um, another, like, common theme, it, it kind of felt like um, our uh, media, I guess, talking about, our team, talking about Iowa, because they were like really praising their defense and their their defense is is really what's making the team right now. And then kind of going through the offense and be like, well, there were some good things. You know, we had a twenty yard pass there at the at the end and they were talking about the comeback versus Illinois and that final drive. Um and I was like, you know, that kind of sounds like kinda sounds like us. So I don't know I'm not going to say that I know that they look similar to us, but just from listening um, and picking apart their dialogue, I guess, it kind of felt like. Um,
1: like they're turning into a Big Ten team maybe. versus the ACC that they were from for so long.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I think, it'll be a, I think it'll be a really good test. I said that in our uh, Colorado recap, actually, Colorado State recap, um, that I think it'll be a really nice test.
1: I think so too. I'm just hoping that our guys and I'm not too worried about it. Obviously next week is looming with big fo- Fox big noon kickoff uh coming here for Penn State, but um obviously this is a big one too, undefeated game. I'm not I'm not thinking they're going to overlook Maryland by any means.
0: All right, so I want to get into your three keys to the game because we do this on every preview. Um, but before that, I want to talk about your job. You know how many people ask me, so what's Matt doing these days? You know how many people ask me that? Probably at least 10. Nah, that's a lie. Probably 5 to 10 five every to- football game day. Oh, really? Yeah. So what's Matt doing these days? And I need I to say, give him my business card. I know. I just need to carry him around, whip it out. Here you go. Here you go. Anyway, he, uh, I say, Matt's a real estate agent with the Bales team at Urban Acres. He sells everything. And then I... Go into your spiel. Go for it. Really? Yeah. You You do do the whole thing. Yeah, you do it.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's six of us. Um, We've worked with commercial real estate, residential real estate. Uh, Whether you're talking like multifamily, you've got some rentals you want to pick up. You've got land you're looking to build on. You've got uh, an acreage or a condo or whatever it is. Uh, We've got somebody who's worked through it so we can help you. And not only that, but like, uh, so Laura and I are actually going to be out of town for the next couple of days. But- that doesn't mean that anybody that had been using me previously, we've got five other people that are going to be in Iowa city that can help you out. So, um, regardless of who's gone, somebody's available to show you a property, give you an idea of where you're at with your home. If you're planning on listing it, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, reach out to anybody on the Bales team. You can go to urbanacres.com, uh, look for the Bales team. You can Google it, Bing it, apparently ask Jeeves is a thing, um, or uh, dogpile.com. I'm pretty sure that's one too. Um, Check us out. I'd love to help you.
0: So there you go. That is what Matt is doing these days, among <laughs> other things. Uh, but let's hop into three keys to the game. We'll wrap it up this way. First key. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, actually, instead of three, well, it's three keys because it's each unit. So offense, defense, special teams. But then I'll talk a little bit about each, what each facet of the game has to, uh, or should look for as they play the game. Okay. So I'll start on defense. Um Obviously, you and I talked about it a little bit uh, in the Colorado State recap. We talked about it in the Iowa State recap. Containing a mobile quarterback. Taga can move. Um.
0: <laughs> I hate this one. It's the most frustrating thing to watch as a fan. You know, you're like, just tackle him. like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Get him. But everyone's already tied up kind of thing. It drives me crazy. I can't stand watching running cornerbacks <laughs> it's
1: uh it definitely adds a little wrinkle to the game
0: it's annoying as a as a fan of the other team. It's like just you're supposed to just stay in the pocket, stop it, you know,
1: <laughs> which uh he does do a decent amount of, but he can scoot a little bit too, okay. uh, pretty athletic, so containing him, keeping him in the pocket, making sure he doesn't have a chance to to burn us. There were some plays against i wanna say it was Illinois um that he was trying to get away and they would get they would get a hold of him right as they right as he was trying to go by them like grab a sleeve and just throw him down not saying he's like a small dude but illinois was able to contain him for the most part um the next part is you got to stop yards after the catch for whatever reason every game i watched whether it was illinois west virginia anytime a maryland player is catching the ball he's getting an extra eight to ten yards Hmm. so we'd like to coach davis um Actually called one of our receivers this while I was playing, uh, where every time he caught it, you can spot the ball. So he called him spot. Yeah. <laughs> be like, great job, spot. Uh, <laughs> he'd make a great catch, but that's where the ball is going to be marked for the next play. So um if we could do that to them, just call them spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we don't want them to catch it, but I'm assuming they're going to complete at least one pass during the game. Uh, so as long as we can mitigate those yards after the catch, uh, be fundamental with our tackling, uh, I think that's going to be a big thing. It's kind of those hidden yards that we can win in terms of field position. If you're not giving up eight to 10, every time they catch a ball, again, hidden yards, um, of what we didn't give up. I mean, Illinois was even dropping eight in coverage and they were still getting eight to 10 yards after the catch. It, it was just mind boggling. So <laughs> we really need to be focused in on that offensively, um, be writing for eight in the box be ready for 7 or 8 guys in the box ready for a run game.
0: Do you know if Kyler Shot is back full time yet?
1: I don't know if he's full time, but okay. that flow has to come back. Like I hate seeing the flow go over to the sideline.
0: <laughs> There's plenty of them on the team. I don't think you're missing too much.
1: That is true. I feel like longer hair is kind of like a thing now.
0: It's such a thing. From like kids all the way up to college age. That's, you do see
1: a lot of more a lot more mullets. It's so
0: weird. anyway continue
1: uh i don't know if he's full-time yet but he'll continue to rotate in um but i would be prepared for seven or eight in the box uh to force us to have to throw the ball now uh true freshman keegan johnson obviously played phenomenally last week now can we bring it into big 10 play and do the same thing um and it's all about complimentary football i mean you're able to throw it on them and i think that's gonna obviously loosen them up and they're going to have to respect it. And then we can come back with the run game. Um, one thing that uh, I noticed a lot in the West Virginia game is almost every third down that I saw Maryland went man to man. So there's going to be opportunities. They might go one high safety. So basically everybody's man across the board and then one safety at top can kind of go wherever he wants. So more or less, he's going to read the quarterback's eyes and wherever he's looking, that's where the safety's going to go. Or if he knows that um, one particular guy, Uh, needs his help he's probably going to help shadow him they can also go too high where everybody's man across the board typically have a mismatch because then a linebacker has to be matched up against a tight end or something but then you've got two safeties on the back end one for each side of the field kind of reading where where they need to be in order to help the rest of their defense Um, so being that we're going to get a lot of man to man we're going to have to get some separation Um, but again I feel good about kind of the deep ball I mean like you talked about Spencer's touch, as you were talking about <laughs> verbiage. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely displayed that last week, and we need to continue that. Um, I'm last glad th- you
0: learned that from me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Way to use it. Thank you. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about the offense is we got to get the tough yards. Um, one thing that I noticed between both West Virginia and Illinois is that the first guy to the ball on as far as Maryland's defense typically did not make the tackle. Hmm. They were making a lot of yards after contact. So, Uh, Running back gets hit, you know, maybe two yards downfield, but it turns into a six yard run So again those hidden yards of extra four yards here and extra three yards here and then you mitigate the The yards after catch on their side. I mean, we know that we love to play field position We got a punter that helps us out phenomenally with that. We got a defense that plays really well. So Coming up with hidden yardage and taking advantage and just getting the tough gritty. I call them iowa yards the tough gritty ones but again, we we got to be able to get a few extra yards here and there, and I think that's going to be a big thing. I don't think they're the greatest tacklers. I don't think that they're going to be able to get us often the first guy to them. So taking advantage of those hidden yards. Lastly, special teams, take advantage. I mean, I talked about it at the beginning. Their kickoff return, usually we're facing a lot of big-time kickers. I mean, Shudak almost always puts it through the back of the end zone. So there's not very many kickoff returns that happen against us. So when we get the opportunities, uh we've seen Charlie Jones make a great uh make a lot of yards, especially that kickoff return unit giving him opportunities, part return unit given opportunities. So just be opportunistic, utilize special teams as an asset, because for us, it absolutely is.
0: Well, that to me sounds like we've got some good opportunities against Maryland.
1: I think so too. I'm a little biased because I came up with the keys, but either way. <laughs> I think I think we are going to have some opportunities.
0: So before we go, I actually have uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. What do you think is the hardest position to play in football?
1: Ooh, what's the parameters? Are you saying mentally or are you saying I don't physically?
0: Care. I don't care. Both at the same time. It's all encompassing. What's the hardest position?
1: Physically it's a tie. I mean, if you're looking for offense or defense.
0: I uh, said both. I don't want physical and mental. I just want I want both.
1: Well, physically, tight end and cornerback are the two most demanding positions on the field. Corner, because you're always guessing. You are literally just trying to run with somebody. Yeah, you that's see the them one run and say. then you try and run with them. Yeah. Tight ends, though, I think it was Travis Kelsey talked about this. Travis Kelsey, if you don't know who he is, he's a tight end for the Chiefs, a uh, great football player. He said, You have to trick ourselves to think that we're as athletic as wide receivers, but as big as linemen because they have to do both the jobs of both. Good point. They have to block two hundred and ninety five pound lineman and they have to run routes on a on a one hundred and eighty five pound db
0: yeah it's a really good point
1: so both of that now, as far as up top, i mean quarterback center those two are probably in the same area in terms of quarterback has to know everything, but center obviously has to get the entire offensive line on the right on the right path
0: so are you saying that you had the easiest job on the field <laughs>
1: You could argue that. (laughs) You could definitely argue that. It's, I mean, it's not as simple as, okay, run the route that's on the card. I know, I know. But, um, I mean, there are different adjustments that we make. You know, each route could become two or three different routes depending on how they're playing you. So you have to see what the quarterback sees. But it's definitely not the most uh, mind-complicated one out of all the positions. Okay. Still complicated.
0: Yeah, (laughs) okay. It's still hard, everybody. It's. You don't it's have a, to say it like that. No, it's it's hard to play it.
1: <laughs> Stop.
0: <laughs>
1: Stop it.
0: Okay. No, I was just curious. That's just a question I like to ask a lot of. A lot of times. Um,
1: Who do you ask?
0: Well, when I'm like talking with different, um, like athletes from different teams and things, you know, like field hockey or soccer, I'll be like, "What do you think's the hardest?" Or I'll ask a lot of times. This is kind of a weird question, but I'm always curious what the most common injury is in their sport. I just think it's an interesting question.
1: So, based on all the football that you've watched, what do you think is?
0: Um, you hear a lot of like ACLs. I feel like in football, and of course, like the head injuries, but those go a little like uh, underdiagnosed. I would say, but I don't know. I would say that. What would you say?
1: I feel like you do hear a lot about. ACLs, but you also hear a lot about it because it's season-ending. Like, mm, it's true. traumatic. So they're going to Rolled
0: more or less ankles? say that. Sprained ankles?
1: Lots of sprained ankles.
0: All right. Then sprained ankles it is. I don't
1: know. <laughs> really, you're just whole, your whole
0: body hurts. <laughs> All of the time. <laughs> I'm fully aware of that. I took care of you for ever. Oh. <sighs> okay, sorry. I'm coming at you at the end of this. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you need to go to bed. <laughs> it's
1: 10, 10 o'clock. You and Dax yeah. both get cranky when you're tired.
0: Uh, we got Maryland this week. Let's get into Big Ten play. I'm ready for it.
1: Well, we did play Indiana, but yes. I know. The rest of the Big Ten schedule. I
0: know, but we won, so I just... The
1: rest of the story. I can't remember who used to do that. I don't know. It was a, it was a big big radio thing. Okay. <laughs> Some of our audience members will know.
0: Maybe. All right. Are we ready for Maryland? Yeah, I think we're going to be ready. All right, 7 o'clock game, Friday night, Friday night lights in Maryland versus the Terrapins.
1: Dum-dum-dum.
0: Okay, let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe.